What's up, everybody? Nez back with another episode of East Society's 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, I am coming at you with the 1993 American biopic science fiction mystery film uh, directed by Robert Lee- Robert Lieberman, and this is Fire in the Sky. Some say that we are not alone in the universe. Others say intelligent life surrounds us. Paramount Pictures presents the true story of one man who just may know for sure. They took him. Fire in the Sky, based on the Travis Walden case, rated PG-13, starts Friday, March 12th at theaters everywhere. Fire in the Sky, starring D.B. Sweeney, Pat, Robert Patrick, Craig Schaefer, Peter Berg, James Gardner. Um... Noble Willingham, Kathleen Whithody, I think that's her name, and a bunch of other people. Oh, uh, Elliot, uh, Henry Thomas, he's also in this. Um, D.B. Sweeney uh, plays Travis Walton, and Robert Patrick plays Mike Rogers. And if you do not know the story of Travis Walton, this movie will help you out uh, with that. Um I didn't see this film in the theater. I saw it uh, when it hit uh, cable. Um, My wife went, she's seen it in the theater. She told me to watch this. I didn't really know this story um, until I saw the film. And then after I saw the film, I kind of really got into it, started reading some stuff on it on what Travis Walton does. Um, He's still out there doing speaking engagements. So um, just go to his website and see if, if he's coming to place near you i haven't seen him or or met him i would like to go to one of these speaking engagements to to check it out just to hear the story from him so but uh okay on on november 5th 1975 in snowflake arizona logger travis walton and his co-workers mike rogers alan dallas david whitlock greg hayes and bobby cogdill 
uh, head to work in the White Mountains, and then all hell breaks loose. Um, yeah, Travis Walton and uh, Mike Rogers, well, they're basically all buddies except for Dallas, uh, Craig Schaefer. He always plays the asshole in these, in, in these type of films, but uh, they're up there just doing logging, logging work, kind of clear-cutting some of the trees to help, help uh, if, if there's a forest fire and everything. But while they're up there, they're just doing their job. Uh, Travis kind of gets into it with uh, Alan, that's uh, Craig Schaefer's character, because like I said, he's the asshole of the group. But just kind of funning around, I guess. That's what uh, Dallas kept saying. But anyway, so they are, well, in the very beginning of the film, we see Mike and the gang all sitting in this like little cafe bar type of thing. And they look like just, like just seeing the worst thing they've ever seen in their lives. And the police show up and uh, Lieutenant Frank Waters, is uh, James Gardner, and excuse me, Sheriff Blake Davis, by played by Noble Willingham. Uh, he's been in a ton of things. Um, so they kind of tell him the story on what happened. Tell him that, that Travis disappeared. And then they're like, well, what happened? Where, where is he? And they basically go, we don't know. And then, so that's when they start telling the story of what happened. They, when they're doing the logging stuff and then after they were done working, uh, they're driving. It's that it's night. They're going back down the mountain. And then as they're driving, they see something along the tree line. They're like red light. And they're like, man, what is that? And they kind of think it's a, a fire or something. So, they're like, oh, man, well, what is that? And then they just don't know. But then they say, hey, look, man, it's moving. And they're like, what? And so they're just like, oh, man, I'm just more starting to get scared because they don't know what it is. But they're just driving. And then all of a sudden, Travis is like, stop, stop the truck. And then they kind of stop and they're all looking out the window and they see something up in the sky and they, they don't really know what it is. And then they're like, oh, man, what is that? What is that? And then Travis's dumbass gets out of the truck and starts walking into this clearing. Everyone and Mike and them are like, Travis, get back in the truck. What are you doing? And he Travis is just like more excited and just like curious on what is this thing in the sky? And they show it. It, it didn't look the greatest. It was kind of cheesy, but it was basically the, the spaceship. What I loved about this film is um, no CGI that I could tell. It was pretty much all practical effects and sure some matting when they showed uh, the the spaceship in the sky. So Travis is looking at it and he's just like, whoa, man. And then the, the ship kind of like starts to make this weird noise. And then Travis is starting to get like, all right, man, I better get out of here. So as as he turns to go, this light beam of light hits him. Uh, if you're looking at the poster, that, that's what you see. And he just, his hands go back, his head goes back, and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. And everyone in the truck, Mike and the gang, are, ah, they're like, get the hell out of here. What is that? Then all of a sudden, it just goes, and then we see Travis fly back like 25 feet or so. And then, boom, he's laying there flat on his back. And they're all like, oh, man, let's get the hell out of here. So they just like F it and just punch it and go flying down the road. But then Mike is like, oh, man, he just like slammed on the brake. And like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he goes, I got to go back. I got to make sure he's all right. I got to check on Travis. And they're like, he's dead, man. Let's just go. And he's like, you guys get out. 
I'm going to go back. So Mike goes back. Well, he tells them to get out and stay by the road. And then he's like, I'll, I'll come back for you. So he goes back up there and Travis is gone and whatever was in the sky is gone. So he's like, Oh man. So that's, we go back. This is, then we go back to the bar and the Lieutenant, he's just not hearing it. He just doesn't believe them. He just thinks they, they murdered him and left him up there. Uh, the sheriff, he knows them. So he's kind of like, well, I believe you. And then I don't believe you because they're coming up this crazy story about seeing something in the sky and aliens and all that. So he's like, all right, well, if I, are you guys don't, don't leave town when you get a hold of you. So I mean, Mike goes home and he's telling his wife what happened and they don't know. He just, he goes, I don't know what I, there, I don't know what I saw. And Travis is gone and I don't know where he is. So, um, again, they're getting interrogated by the police again and everyone. They're like, we told you this story over and over. We don't know how many ways to tell you this, the same story over and over again. This is what happened and we don't know where he is. So they're just trying to, trying to like, ah, live their lives. Um, this all took place like within a week. Um, so their Mike is, everyone's just trying to still go on, uh, and everything, but then they, they the police or the sheriff's kind of like, oh, the Lieutenant, um, James Garner's character. He doesn't really look, man. Um, we need to hear you guys come back down here again. And, uh, this time we're going to give you guys a lie detector test. And Mike's like, hell no, we ain't doing that. And then they're like, the sheriff's like, look, man, it'll help you guys case if you guys do it. And Mike's like, no, no, we're not doing it. And then he's that that's it. So they're kind of like, ah, but Mike starts talking with everyone like, hey, I've, I've, everyone thinks we did it. So I think we just need to do it. And then they kind of all agreed. But then they got to find Dallas and let him know Craig Schaefer's character. And when he, they ask him, he goes, look, man, he goes, you got to do it. And he's like, he goes, I ain't doing that. And they go, you have to, or they're going to just assume that we killed him. And he goes, look, he goes, that, that machine ain't going to prove anything. He goes, if it, say, if it says you're lying, then you're lying. And you're going to get locked up. I guess Alan or Dallas was the only one that had like some kind of police record because everyone kind of did their investigation saying he got arrested for this and that or whatever. But nothing for like murder or anything. So Mike's like, look, man, we're, we're going to do it. Let's, let's just do it. Or, but then they're still not really sure. Um, if they are, they were going to agree to do it. But, uh, uh, the sheriff and the Lieutenant, they all have like a big town hall meeting and like everyone shows up and everyone's screaming, what are you guys doing? Are you guys going to arrest these guys? And he goes, we we need to know if our town's safe or not. And, they're like, Mike comes walking in. He's hiding. He's kind of like standing in the back and everyone's like, well, and he goes, well, everyone's got a pretty good idea on what happened. Basically, the town people, maybe not all of them were saying that those guys killed Travis and just like left him up there, buried him somewhere. But then Mike was like, what are you guys talking about? You're saying we killed Travis? He goes, he's my best friend. He goes, you hit me. He starts kind of pointing people out in the crowd. Hey, man, you know us. He goes, he goes, we didn't do this. He goes, what are you guys, what are you guys saying? What are you guys doing here? And then he was just getting so mad. I felt for Mike. And then he just says, you know what? We'll, we'll take that lie detector test. 
And he goes, well, we're going to prove all you guys wrong. So that's when they went and got everyone to look, we're going to do it. So they kind of said, all right, we'll show up and uh, we'll do this test. So they all show up and then they all, they kind of have like a little montage of them uh, answering questions about this and that. And, and all of them were going through, they were all nervous. Uh, Henry Thomas was probably like uh, the, the the most nervous one out of the group. Uh, he played Greg Hayes. Um, so, but they were done. Then the, the guy that did the test, they were like, um, well, this one guy, he was, he was kind of nervous and he wasn't giving us straight answers. So the sheriff and those guys, well, you know what? We'll just come back tomorrow and we'll do it again. And Mike was like, hell no, we're not coming back tomorrow. We did what we said we we're going to do. We were going to take this test and we did it. He goes, if you don't like it, then that's tough. We did it. So they all just, let's get the hell out of here. So they all just kind of leave. Um, but then the sheriff was standing there talking to the, uh, the guy that took the test, the guy that was running the test, the polygram thing. And he goes, well, what do you think? And he goes, well, it's all right here. And he goes, if you ask me, those guys were telling the truth, but Lieutenant is just not having it. Sheriff was kind of like, all right, man, cool. These guys are innocent, but he's like, nah, nah. So, um, Everyone's still, I mean, they, they, there was a scene where they all, the, the sheriff and the gang and Mike and the gang, they all went up into the mountains to where they said uh, Travis disappeared. And they were just kind of like scouring through the search parties and everything, and they didn't find anything. And there was, during that scene, they see a, uh, a native guy, native guy, older native guy standing there in the trees. And they were saying the, that the Apache reservation was kind of borderline on where they were at. So, um, natives and the sky people, that's, that's what some people call them. And that's what I call them. There's a connection, uh, between us and, and the sky people. I know some people are probably laughing and don't think so, but that's my belief. So I'm pretty sure that they saw it. Um, I was listening to, uh, Joe Rogan experience and Travis Walton was on there, the real Travis Walton. And he was saying that they weren't the only ones that saw the the red the red thing in 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 the, in the forest, um, because there was other reports of people saying that they saw something they they weren't sure they I don't think they saw like the ship or anything that Travis and Mike and them all saw but they saw this bright red light up uh, in the tree in the forest, so they didn't go into any of that in the movie. I mean, with these movies, especially with true stories, of course they gotta embellish it a little bit better, a little just to make it make the film good so um mike's kind of just kind of going through some 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 issues at home with his wife and he's just at the house with them in the middle of the night and the phone starts ringing and, and his wife is like they, they're calling at all hours of the night and all day so uh the phone rings and she's like stop calling us and then hangs up then the phone rings again and then Mike answers it. It's a operator. Hey, this is a guy to collect call from Travis Walton. Will you accept the charges? And he's like, yeah. So when Mike answers, when after the operator gets off, you hear somebody go, Mike. And he's like, Travis. And then it's they kind of cut scene and they're all in the truck. Uh, it's Mike. Uh, I think Mike's sister that's uh, that was dating Travis. And Travis's brother, Dan Walton, uh, played by Scott McDonald. Uh, they're all just hauling ass in the truck and during a rainstorm. 
and everything. And they're saying, he said he's at this, at this phone booth at a, at a gas station. And they're like, what gas station? Because I don't remember seeing any phone booths or anything at this gas station. So they kind of come up one. And there, there is a phone booth there where they, they just said, Michael, you know what? I think there's another gas station down the road. So they kind of haul ass there some more. They're, they're, they drive by. They don't see anything. And then all of a sudden, Travis's girlfriend says, my, Mike, there's something right there. So they kind of turn around and they back up. And we see Travis is like naked. And he's leaning against the ice machine. And they all caught running up, Mike, or Travis, you all right? Hey, hey, what's going on? And, and then he's like all scared and so nervous. I mean, D.B. Sweeney did a good job um, just playing that part of being scared. So they kind of like give because again, he's naked so they, and it's raining. So they kind of give him something to put over him. And they're like, we got to get him to the hospital. But he's like, he kind of just points to his mouth like give me some water so they go into the into the bathroom at the gas station and he just has his head in the sink and he's just drinking like he hasn't drank water before and um instead of calling the the police or the ambulance or whatever they end up calling these um these ufo expert guys there was a um uh when all this took when all this happened of course the news got out and all the local news media and the and the local or the, the other news affiliated stations in the that the closest states all came tearing into uh, Snowflake to get interviews with whoever they can and, and investigate and everything. So then these alien investigator guys showed up. So Mike ended up calling them because he was talking to one of them earlier in the film, and they were trying to ask. Uh, Travis, like, what happened? What What do you remember? And Travis just wasn't really talking. So they kind of like, well, look, man, he's not answering you guys. We got to get him to the hospital. So they end up going to the hospital. Uh, Mike does tell him, he goes, yeah, man, you were missing for five days. And we didn't know where you were. So um, Mike was telling you, he kind of snuck into the to the room where Travis was, and he started talking to him. He was like, yeah, man, these guys all thought we killed you. And he goes, man, he goes, I'm glad you're back, man. And everything's good. And he goes, but man, he goes, you really scared us. And he goes, because when that light hit you, man, we, we just left. And then Travis kind of looks at Mike, goes, you guys left me? And he goes, well, we thought you were dead. And then Travis just kind of looks away. And then Mike's like, Mike just got mad. Like, basically, fuck you, man. Don't, don't do this to me. He goes, you dirty dumbass that got out of the truck and we tell you not to. So this is all your fault. And then that's not, that's pretty much what he said, but he said it in another way. Uh, no F-bombs. That's just me. So Mike just kind of like leaves. And then uh, I guess a few days later, Travis ends up getting out of the hospital. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Waters starts talking to him. He's like, well, man, he goes, do you don't remember where you were? And he's like, no. Nah. And he goes, well, I hope it's, I hope it was worth it. And because uh, Lieutenant Waters, he he wasn't he didn't believe any of it. He he just thought they planned this all, and Travis just disappeared and everything. But he he wasn't he wasn't buying it. So, but Travis went home, and they had like a little celebration for him. But he went in the kitchen, and then he just like started to freak out. Like he had like seemed like he was having a seizure, but he was having like flashbacks at what happened to him. And then he during this flashback when he kind of blacks out, we 
we see when he's in the ship. Uh, he wakes up in this little uh, slimy compartment area and this like plastic rubber wall or something that was keeping him in there. But he kind of like kind of breaks out of that and he looks down and there's like this long circular like hall or something. And he's looking around. He doesn't know what's happening. And he kind of crawls out of it. But he's in space and there's no gravity. So he's like floating, floating in the air like, ah, like he can't control himself or anything. So I thought there was it was a cool little practical effect. I mean, obviously, he was probably hooked up with cables and everything and they just erased them. Um, he's kind of like, ah, does he can't really grab onto anything. And he goes crashing back through one of those little compartments and there's a dead body in there. And it was all decomposed because, like, the the face and the, the top looked all just sunken and old, but the bottom was all gone. So he kind of climbs out and he kind of shimmies along the wall and gets to the very top. And then he sees something. Uh, he thinks it's aliens because they're, like, they're all just kind of hanging out in this room. But then he gets closer and he finds out that these are the space suits that they were wearing. So he's kind of just looking around and all of a sudden one of those spacesuits moves and grabs him and it's one of the aliens. So they start dragging him down this hall and he's just like screaming, ah, and he can't do anything. They take him into this room and slam him onto the operating table and they like tear off all his clothes. And uh, then they bring down this rubber looking type thing that just goes over him and then just like cinches tight. And he's like, ah, I mean, it's, it's like he can't breathe, but they cut a hole where his mouth is so he can breathe. And then they cut a hole with one of his eyes. Uh, they shove this like brown jelly or whatever in his mouth. And then they shove this other thing in there to keep his mouth open, like metal clamp. And then they start shoving in this like cable or something down his throat. Uh, I assumed it was, oh, excuse me, everyone's late. I assumed it was maybe something to help him breathe. Um, And then they stick these other little clamps on his eyes to keep it open. Kind of reminded me of those little clip things they stuck on um uh, Alex in A Clockwork Orange to keep his eyes open. And then they dump in this like milky white goo into his eye. And then he's like just strapped down to this table with that little cover that they put over him and then we see this like metal thing coming out from a eye and it's getting closer and closer and then all of a sudden uh, like this big needles sticks out at the end and it's coming closer and closer and it's about to go into Travis's eye and then he kind of wakes up and he just had that to me I thought this was the scariest part of the, of the film other than when he got abducted um I mean this isn't a horror movie it is it's horrific uh, because it's based on a true story. But this is, like I said, it's science, science, science fiction, mystery, thriller type of film. Um, but I thought Robert Lieberman did an amazing job directing it and everything. And the cast that he got, I thought everybody w- was good. Everyone did their jobs in it. But uh, D.B. Sweeney, man, he, he sold his character uh, as playing uh, Travis Walton. So... After he has flashbacks, we do like a flash forward for like two years later. And Travis is, he's kind of getting things back to normal, working and everything. But uh, after Mike got into it with Travis in the hospital, he like just disappeared. But he still kind of was in the area. Uh, Travis goes up to wherever he's living. Uh, Mike's got the big old beard and everything. Just some hermit up in the mountains. 
think it was like his hunting cabin or something. So he's just kind of talking to him. Oh, excuse me. Letting him know that, hey, I forgive you. It is my fault. I shouldn't have gotten out of the truck. And then they kind of reconcile and everything. And Mike tells them, yeah, man, it's, it's all good. Everything. And basically that's the end of your movie. They kind of reconcile and everything's all good between them. But I thought this movie was awesome. Again, Robert Lieberman did an amazing job directing this. And the story uh, is based, it's based off uh, Travis Walton's book, um, The Walton Experience. Again, like I said, they probably had to embellish a, a lot because to to make it an exciting movie. I mean, Travis Walton said that in one of these interviews that I saw that he had done. I would love again. I would love to go see him speak somewhere to hear the story from him again. Like I said, he probably tells the story like a billion times a year. So, but if this is his claim to fame and putting money in his pocket, hey, I, I'm not hating on him. But uh, Fire in the Sky is an awesome film. Uh, the poster, Alien Abduction. November 5th, 1975, 5.49 p.m., White Mountains, Northeastern Arizona, Fire in the Sky, based on the true story. But this movie, again, like I said, it's not really a horror movie, but it, it is horrific. Um, people probably, some people don't believe in, in aliens and, and all that. Um, I do, because I, I still don't think we're the only ones in this universe. We can't be the only ones in this universe, so. Because the way humans live, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's life on other planets. I don't know. But this film is awesome. Definitely check it out. I think it was streaming on Stars or pick up the Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. Check your local listings. It's probably coming on sometime. But this is an awesome film. I love it. The budget was $15 million in a boxed office, $19.9 million. So it made its money back. I don't think it was considered a blockbuster. But... um when it came out, everyone was talking about it. Like I said, after I saw the film, I kind of did more research on uh, who Travis Walton was and everything. So, But this movie is really, really good. So definitely uh, check it out if you guys got the chance. But, all right. That was Fire in the Sky. So um, come back tomorrow uh, for more. So until then, party on.